And the guy's name is Devo. Yes, yes. So it's translated as... Uh, soul sacrifice and ebony devil. Oh, um, I kept thinking. I was like, "What does Devo mean?" And how are they trans? I kept thinking, like, "Oh, is Devo like Japanese word? I don't know that means soul sacrifice." No, no. But like Whip it. in like more of a Whip it. Whip more it of a good. condensed way. Like, is there some sort yeah. of cultural term? I'm not. No, familiar. no, no. It was just. It was just. You know, we have legal liability that we have to get right, around. Devo. So Devo, Devo yeah. does not. Mean soul sacrifice. No. Well, no. I've unlearned something today. <laughs> I was gonna start. Uh, but usually they come up with a better analog. Um, sometimes. I have no idea why they didn't. Is there a Devo song called Soul Sacrifice? Maybe. My favorite one that they ever do is when they change bad company to worse company. Yeah, that's yes. a that is real, absolutely real their best one. Um, but yeah, but in this case, yeah, I, I'm afraid I do not know Devo's deep back catalog. Yeah. So sorry. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And we're here to talk to you about an evil doll. Because that's what's happening in JoJo today. Yes. With, this, like with it. its weird, like, lamprey teeth. And like its, its desire to eat balls. <laughs> yep. I don't like anything about that Have doll. you seen Troll 2? I have. Yes. You know when didn't she, we all watch that? Oh yeah, yeah. together. You know yeah. when Milbog. when when <laughs> it's goblin spelled backwards. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, when spoilers when spoilers. Holly <laughs> when Holly says to her like shitty boyfriend that if her dad sees him in her room he'll cut off his tiny little nuts and eat them. Maybe her dad is actually <laughs> a, a possessed a doll. stand doll. No, I think I think <laughs> I think if he said tiny little nuts, then her dad is a car squirrel. Good point. Yeah. Do you think that the car squirrel eats people's balls? I, yes, but he, but he but refers, he refers to, to them, them as, as their tiny little nuts. Yes, fact checked. <laughs> <laughs> this episode opens with us all learning that Polnareff has terrible social skills. I think we knew that already. Well, further demonstration. The there joke is that. He has terrible social skills. So when they're like, try not to have terrible social skills for a second, he's like, no. <laughs> well, I think it's, it, yeah, it's, I think it's more like the the rest of the squad learning that Polnareff has terrible Yeah, they're skills. like, they, they, they entrust him once to be socially delicate and realize that this is, that is yeah. not his forte. I think Joseph must make the mistake of thinking that it's like, well, you're going to talk to a girl. No, it's because he thinks because he's French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thinks that the French have good manners. Okay. But he'd, well, be, but he'd be wrong about well, that. Well, because he's chivalrous and he's, we've seen yeah, him like chivalry and politeness yeah, are not the same true. thing. As you would know if you had spent any time around a French person. Um, <laughs> so Anne is still following them in Singapore, right. even though she's supposed to have met up with her dad. She's like, well, my, I'm meeting up with him later. Sure you are. Sure. <laughs> and so she, she's going to stay with them in their like room block. Well, and at this point, it's also obvious that she has a crush on Jotaro. That's becoming, or it's becoming. Obvious. It's becoming. Yeah. By the obvious. end of this episode, yeah, we will know for is, sure yeah. that her hatred of Jotaro has turned to love for Jotaro. It's like how As often happens. Yeah. Well, it's like how in college I was so attracted to Justin Timberlake, I like couldn't look at him without wanting to slap him. Like Louise Belcher. Yes, yeah, like literally. Louise and Boo Boo. Yeah. yeah, literally. Like, yes. that is literally right. a well, documentary because, of my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, Justin Timberlake, the boo-boo of NSYNC. Yes, correct. Um, I bet he also had to sit in a car seat <laughs> yes. on the and tour bus. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> What's interesting to me is that in the manga, when you read this arc, the story goes straight from like Polnareff kind of insultingly asking Anne to like let them pay for her hotel room to just Polnareff checking out his hotel room. 
bathroom first. And of course. Because <laughs> it's Polnareff. But in the in the anime, they had this whole section where they explain how the rooms are gonna be divided and who is gonna share with whom and why. And there's this whole like negotiation of like, oh, well, and Polnareff can't share with Anne because... Even though she's a kid, she's still a lady. Yeah, right. and so Polnareff's going to have his own room. Right. And, Jodoro and, and Kakuin are both students. students. So they're sharing, and right. Abdal and Joseph are sharing. <laughs> because they've lived together for a while Unquestioned, now. <laughs> just unchallenged. Yeah. And obviously the Speedwagon Foundation has a ton of money, so why do they not yeah. all get their own rooms? Hmm. Although um, you might say, she did say it's busy this time of oh, year, right, so yeah, it's possible okay. they didn't have enough rooms. And but, so, but then they were like, can we have a fourth room? And she's like, okay. Sure. But Fine. they all had to be in separate parts of the and building. And it's like, and all this business, like just exp- explaining all this. Yeah, logistics. In the manga, it just, they are still all sharing rooms in this way, and, the, yeah. it, and it's all set up like that, but it's never explained why. Araki doesn't care. I just love the idea of like the people at the anime studio like sitting in a room and being like, okay, we need to explain these logistics. Yes. Yeah. Like, the people need to know why Jotaro and Kakuin are are sleeping together. Like I I I'm imagining them with like the red string on the wall, like conspiracy board. Like, okay, so we have these two, they're students. So we have, you know, yeah. and then Anne, she's a complicating factor. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, like, blah. But we need to explain it. And so they do. And we're only eight episodes in, but they clearly have taken a lot of time, a lot more time this season than they have previously to just file down a lot of little rough edges in the manga in terms of like dropped threads and weird little things wandering off right. and never getting We know answers. that we're not going to have mysterious Santana ending. Yeah. yeah. In this da- time. David Productions, the original Jojo's Bizarre Explainer. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. They like they were like, why They're is- dead to me. <laughs> oh. Elis is very upset because they just had- Jump Fest. Jump and Fest. They, they did not announce- Which is the- like four weeks ago for you. As of recording, they just had Jump Fest, and we were expecting that maybe they would announce the part five anime, and they definitely did not. But anyway, as I was saying, I really do appreciate that they, they've put a lot of work into just wrapping up and chasing down little odds and ends. Yeah. If only because now I have an explanation for why the hell Jotaro and uh, Kakuin are, are sleeping together. Yeah, you have an explanation. It's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Polnareff gets into his solo room. Checks the Joseph bathroom. gets into his new outfit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Can we just enemy stand user through? aside? Yeah, we're gonna get to him. I know we're gonna spend most of this time talking about the stand battle. Fuck him. Let's talk but, about Joseph's change of clothes. Joseph puts on a like pink short sleeve open button down over his gay sailor outfit. Different. It is, it's a different. No. No, it is yes. not. Yes, it what? is. It's, what? Yeah. It's, blue it's blue and stripes. white instead of red. Stripes. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Did he like take one? Take one? <laughs> yeah, I think he took one from one of the sailors, from one of the Did dead sailors. Did he bang one of them and then he left it behind? Or maybe he just grabbed one a bloody a bloody shirt off of one of them like, on the Like, is there out. blood on like, the back? Is that pilfering. why he's wearing That's why he's wearing the coat <laughs> over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so good. I noticed that he wasn't wearing jeans anymore. He was in the yeah. last episode. He looks yeah. good in jeans. He does, yeah. Shockingly. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's like a power that you get when you turn 60. But I like how... No, he looks good in jeans in the old. Yeah. That's true. I true. like how he's... Um, he but it's it's a, it's a very 80s uh, outfit, uh, is how it reads to me. Like the like the, like the the cut yeah, of the shirt. Yeah, like is... very like... Like 
gay club in the 80s. Yes. Yeah, the the pink and the blue and the white. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's a sailor motif. Mm-hmm. In the manga, it's colored, but it's not those colors. What uh, colors? Uh, Show what me. Colors are yeah, it's like please. tan and pink and red. Oh, it's his like normal oh, tan color. Normal, yeah, it's his normal. Hmm. Right, That's I always exciting. forget that he's like blonde. I know it's horrible. Oh yeah, because because yeah, like, he must so be dying his hair he's, blonde too. He's blonde in the official coloring of the manga. He's also blonde in the uh, OVA. But he's not blonde in part two. Nope. So he's right. definitely dying his hair blonde, yeah. which is yeah. unfortunate. I'm just like, is this supposed to be gray? And they made a mistake. Sometimes that does happen. I just think it's just part of him being gay. Yeah, uh, like so it's like frosted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like frosted kid. tips, yeah. Like he started to go gray and then was like, yeah. no, no, I'm not going to age gracefully. Yeah, that that feels very <laughs> That's very Joseph Joestar, yeah. <laughs> Fighting it to the nail. Um, run away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from run away aging. from aging. <laughs> So yeah, Joseph absolutely is just like, oh, thank God, quick change. Yeah, um, right. I mean, because he has all of his clothing with him. And yet again, he's yeah. the only character who has more than one item of clothing. Which is yeah. weird because Polnareff is the only one carrying luggage. <laughs> Although I love- Polnareff has like a trash bag of luggage. We did skip over his trash bag. There was that one-off where the Singapore cop is like, you can't litter. And Polnareff's like, that's not litter. That's my luggage. And, <laughs> It's just like, oh, it's amazing. But yeah, I love his just like his just dirty bag. <laughs> Very not French of him. Yeah. <laughs> Playing against type. Yes. Meanwhile, Polnareff trying to settle into his hotel room, but stopped because he's getting attacked. I just love how he like he sighs. He's like, oh, we can, you know, it never ends with you guys. Get out of the fridge. And yeah, there's this dude. In his fridge. And he knew he was in the fridge because he did a really bad job of hiding and he just put all the beer on top. Uh, yeah, he cleaned out the mini fridge and just put everything from the mini fridge on the counter. Yeah. And climbed in. And this must be the, the work of an enemy stand. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And we get this we get this amazing fake out. I really love this part where Devo comes out and he is immediately like, Here's my stand, Ebony Devil, and you see this big like Black stand. like stand thing. You see it for half a second, and then Polnareff's like, "Well, I'm gonna poke your eye out with my sword," and he does. And then, the and end. then, and then Devo pulls what reminds me of ACDC's thing, where he like gets really hysterical and yeah. starts to laugh, and he's like, "Oh, emotional. this is this is." It gets very emotional. Yeah, we have some emotional stand users in this. We yeah, do in this sort arc. of arc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's I think it's it's more of and like this whole episode just in terms of like it's a lot of like torturing the main character or one of the main characters and so it's like more of like a rocky getting to do really fucked up shit as part of the main plot line and so i'm yeah. just like it, this would normally be like the narrator takes over and yes. tells us some horrible shit that happened to a random villager well, stands are really perfect for a rocky's but, desire for like little mini yep. horror yeah. stories and so this yeah. is a mini polnareff them. horror story right. happening in this hotel room so devo like jumps off the balcony like laughing and polnareff's like huh and he looks over and then he gets his ankle cut mysteriously of course as the viewer we know it's the doll in his room the creepy the doll, creepy doll. In his room that if, is doing that. If you but. ever get a hotel room and you come in to it and you look around and there's a fucking creepy ass doll just, on the nightstand, just throw it in the trash. Just I love light leave. it on fire. I, I love <laughs> that. It's, I love that at some point Avdol is like, yeah, Devo claims to be a Native American medicine man, but I like that he 
claims yeah. to be. Yeah. Like he's just he's actually just one of these like he was just these guys who's like I'm one thirty second Cherokee, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like yeah. so it's okay for me to use this doll. <laughs> also, BT dubs, it's it's very censored. Like everything that happens in this hotel room is censored yep. in the anime. And there's a good reason for that because in the manga, it's disgusting. Like Polnareff does yeah, not I'm get traumatized his, now. Polnareff doesn't get his ankle cut. He has a giant chunk of his ankle cut out. Wait, I didn't see that. Oh, part. Yeah, oh yeah, the whole tendon that. just like me, daddy. comes so out. And then he calls down to room service for some bandages. So the guy comes up with bandages and uh, immediately gets his face sliced off with a razor by this doll. Vertically by this doll. Uh, and his face just... So just, it's just, just a just, black just slides off onto the floor, and it is gross as hell in the manga. Uh, I really yeah. do want to watch the the dub the start, that's uncensored, the, the, the Adult Swim one. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. I, I want to have nightmares <laughs> that are about more than just bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> creepy dolls yeah. yeah need to add that to yeah the, the doll like ties him up under the bed like it just and then uh i'm trying to think what other gross shit does the doll do the doll is really bad at stabbing oh yeah the doll stabs around polnareff with like like a hundred like, times and yeah. misses him every time with, like perfect yeah. precision but then also missing him once polnareff gets silver chariot out he fucks up silver chariot pretty good like he yeah. slices yeah. up his calf and he like bites him a whole bunch yeah, like, yeah. Can we talk about his mouth for a little bit? Uh, he has this. He has this lamprey mouth. Like, lamp you mean like mouth, his physical like... mouth, or like the mouth on him? Because <laughs> that is also worth talking about. Uh, let's talk about the physical mouth first, which is just—it's just this like horrific, like squid beak thing, or I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's like just a got these. Mouth. Yeah, it's just got these these. Uh, and, but they have rotating like, saw teeth. blade yeah. teeth. It's uh, so disgusting. Yeah, and we know that because he tells Polnareff that he's going to bite his balls off. Yeah. Um, and then he displays his rotating lamprey teeth. Um, and he says that, like, the little doll says that while his head's rotated around backwards, yeah, yeah. and then his head starts just well, spinning around and he's, a lot. And he's also like, huh. you know, if I had a dick, I'd piss all over you. Yeah, and he, and, like, grabs, And like, he makes something. a fake dick out of his clothing, like, just to, like, pantomime yeah. pissing and, all like, over the place. poor chivalrous Polnareff is just horrified. Yeah, like, he's taken a bag. He keeps being like, you're really disgusting. Yeah, and, in, and in the manga, he's like, what is, this guy has problems. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right. I was like, I I need a high quality scan and crop of just this frame for all of Twitter. Like, I would use that. This guy has problems. This guy, Ellipses, has some problems. I'm just like, yes, agreed. Replace the old uh, Cordelia gift from Buffy. What is your childhood trauma? Yes, exactly. I'm just like, what? (laughs) It's a lot. The fight is a lot. Just a lot is going on. And then finally we get like what starts to become the sort of routine turn where it's like, oh, it turns out that actually the squad is like a thousand times stronger than this bullshit character. And now they die. I like it because it's a little bit of foreshadowing. We, You know, uh, Polnareff smashes a mirror and it's one of those misdirection things where it looks like Polnareff is like missed and hit the mirror, but actually what he was doing was just putting shards on the floor so he could rear see mirror, what rear view mirror, the... yeah. I actually really like like Polnareff coming out of the bed and being like, we meet at last and like yeah. being kind of cool. Like I, I do like, I can see you now. Yeah, and then yeah, he just... he's like, you're a piece of shit. You yeah, know? and then he just immediately destroys the guy. And then he specifically says, I'm going to slice up every part of you except your balls. Yeah. Which he does. This to Petty. me is so underrated as like maybe one of the funniest things 
a character in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure yeah. ever says. Yeah. It's really petty and really good. Well, and, and I, hilarious. And, and then we like, like get he the, leaves his balls unscathed. Yeah. We yeah. get the we get the we get the cutaway as to be a gentleman. Yes. <laughs> like, as a sign that he's a gentleman. <laughs> we we get the we get the cutaway. Devo screams from somewhere, and then later on we discover that Devo's been doing all of this from the toilet. Yep, in the hotel it's because it's Polnareff. Yeah. So of course his like his like worst nightmare. His worst bathroom. nightmare is like someone sitting on a toilet somewhere attacking him. Yep, <laughs> I am relate. That's a bathroom anxiety nightmare haver. Um, and so then again, because they they did so much great work, the the folks on the anime team were like. It can't just end there. There's like two fucking dead bodies. And so like Polnareff gets taken in to the station, which is not in the manga because uh, Araki doesn't care. <laughs> but David Productions does care. And so like Polnareff has to go down to the station and get interrogated by the police because they're like, there was a dead boy in your room and there was this other dead body found in the hotel and we think they're connected and you're somehow responsible and so then a Speedwagon Foundation lawyer has to show up. Polnareff's like like, I have the right to remain silent and I'm like Polnareff I don't think that's true in Singapore. I was actually Singapore's a police state. I had that exact thought and then I was like oh well here comes the Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah yeah that I believe I I believe rich people parachuting in and getting him out of bailing him out. I thought they were about to say like no you don't. Right. It's like oh no you have money you have whatever rights you want. to Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but I just, I really love that they were like, we can't just literally have them walk away from two corpses in a hotel. In a, in a busy hotel, yeah. Like, you can't do that. And I was like, that's right, you can't do that. Thank you. I really yep. appreciate that. And then we go back to, you know, Walking more... away from corpses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, we go back to weird sexts from Dio. Yeah. This is where we learn that Joseph somehow has learned it, he, he a the plot fairy visited him in his sleep and <laughs> well, told him well, that it was, he could manipulate TVs in addition to expensive cameras. Well, it's like that quote from the Jejonium that you found where Araki is like, Joseph's stand is a visual representation of Hammond. Yes, it's right here. One of the first things I wanted to do from the beginning of JoJo was visually express supernatural abilities. And the stand is a succession of the Hammon. And both are rooted in the same concept. So with Joseph reappearing in part three, I wondered how to visualize the Hamon in terms of a stand. Uh, Hamon is life energy, which spreads across the body through breathing methods. The vines are meant to be an explicit visual representation of that. And he also talks about how Joseph is has like a navigator role. A guide needs lines that connect him across the world. And so he wanted... That makes sense. Something that... that was, actually makes sense. I feel, yeah. like, I, I feel like he retconned that. Into, into making sense, but he did a good job, so yeah. I respect yeah. it. No, but you said he was, he was thinking about like telephone poles right. and like power lines and things like yeah. that. And so he wanted something that was sort of. And so if you think about it, it is literally a plot stand. Yeah, it is there yeah. to provide information yeah. to right. move the plot forward. Right, and so it does that. It, in yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I actually I really like Avdol being like when he's like we need to know more, and so Avdol's like I'll go get another Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph's like no 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 no. I can fuck up an even more expensive piece of electronics. I really want to make sure we don't get our deposit back yeah. from the hotel. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really fucking up their hotel rooms comprehensively. Like, Jesus Christ, Joseph. Yeah, so um, he puts his hands inside the TV or next to it. Whatever. He puts yeah. his vines in the TV. Yeah. yeah. We get a very brief Godfather reference. Yeah. Uh, Which one? Well, because it's, it's, uh, it's on TV. It's on TV. Oh, it's I've only th- seen The Godfather once and I fell asleep. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> like you're, I mean, at this point, it's so 
like soaked into like American culture that like, sure. but it's it, we have a caricature of Marlon Brando talking about Michael, and yeah. so that's that's, that's Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. But also, uh, w- if slash when Vento Oreo does happen, we are sitting down and watching the Godfather because you need to because you have to. Okay. So the Dio television sexting thing is oh, yeah. actually yeah. it's really cool. It's 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 a it's a divination through channel flipping, which is yeah. not like it's not like a totally unique concept. Rocky didn't invent th- invent this, but it's like very it's still J-Horror. very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. You know, flip the channels and then the think, a message said, comes like, it through. Flipping in, the channels like on its own. Yeah, yeah, on its own. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. starts to. It starts to take on a life of its own, and it's it's suitably creepy. And then Dio appears at the end and is, is awesome. like is like Joseph Joestar, you are watching me. And then he explodes the television. Uh, yeah, in a couple minor changes uh, in in the manga, the pose is different. It's just Dio like facing the camera of the television. Oh, he doesn't have his back turned. He does not have the classic half naked Dio pose back. And then also in the manga, Abdul's like, he knew we were watching and blocked us. And I was like, what, like on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. No, like, yeah, I'm blocking you in my contacts, Joseph. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love the idea of Dio blocking Joseph Joestar. He never would, though. No. He's just like, you're watching me, aren't you? And then it's just like, explodes the TV. And then it's like, <laughs> he blocked us. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that I think I probably would have translated that as jammed. Yeah, like yeah. jamming a signal. Yeah. But. yeah, it cracks me up way more thinking of it that way. Oh yeah, it's like God. Now we can't sext him again. I would like to imagine that every time I block someone on Twitter, their phone explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right, and so then of course the message that comes out of the the weird TV scrying is that Kakuin is a traitor. No, dun, dun, dun. he's Dio's servant. But we took the flesh bud out. What could it mean? We oh. were, we're buds. And I like that Avdal and Joseph are like, but I, tr- I trust him. He, yeah. We like right. him. <laughs> yeah, it has to be true, but also I trust him. There must be, there must be a reason. I like yeah. that. It's like, you know, Joseph might be thinking like, oh, well, maybe someone Kakuin loves is being held hostage and he has to do things he doesn't want to do. They're or just something. like, what's going like, on? And like, well, we should keep an eye on him. I think it's like he would be Dio's Trojan horse yeah. if that right. somehow was true. And yeah. so they're like, well, where is he right now? Boom, the end. And then we see him out walking with Jotaro very and he, briefly. I think, yeah, I think, and he he has the, I think he has the go, yeah. go, go, yeah, go, 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 Boom. Uh, and that's, that's that's where we leave you. Yeah. Tune in next time for Trader Cocketwing question mark. <laughs> I think you can just do it with inflection with your no. voice. No, that's not good radio. Oh, okay. No one can see an inflection. You have to say it. your punctuation because they can't see it. Period. Period. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so soon we'll learn about Cocketwing. And cherries. And stag beetles. And students. And what is it? Dickless cockroaches? Uh, yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> According to the internet. All cannot right. wait. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of JoJo's Bizarre Explainer. Have a good night. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and OpenSignal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that I, Elizabeth, would leave for Joseph's pink button-down shirt outfit.